All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. We are at Cavens Group on a Thursday, 405-573-3048. Emergency response, water, fire, mold, hazmat issues. Cavens has you covered. First call after the fire trucks lead. Maintenance for commercial businesses, 24-7, 365. 405-573-3048. Is everything good back in the uh, back in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studios today? We're golden. Feeling good? We're golden. What do you have tonight high school-wise? I didn't get my cheat sheet from Connor today. What do you got going on tonight? Well, uh, I've got uh, a healthy little cheat sheet here for you. I'm off to Bixby, so I've got volleyball tonight, Bixby Southmore. And uh, let's see, a couple of softball games. Edmund Memorial is at Westmore. Santa Fe is over to Deer Creek. Deer Creek, Piedmont as well. That's volleyball action. Edmund Memorial, Edmund Santa Fe volleyball. And uh, we got the lone football game tonight, Stillwater at Norman. That'll be 7 o'clock. And, of course, all of it, KRefSports.tv. It's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I was watching, I think it was volleyball for Bixby last night. Or was there a report, a volleyball report, that was out there? Do you want to you want to have a sleepover? You want to hang out at my in-laws tonight? They're out of town. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think the problem there is that the person that runs that house is their bulldog, and I'm kind of worried about the state said Casa is going to be in when I get there tonight, Josh. I'm a little bit worried. So might be better off just heading home. I tend to be allergic to everything in their house, too. So tomorrow's show may sound differently. Before you ask why I don't splurge on a hotel, that's only for the drive time people, okay? Only morning drive and prime time drive get hotel rooms. You, uh, all of your discretionary funds are spent on, I don't know, other other things, right? I mean, oh, there, okay. there was a horse in the past. There's been all Apparently sorts of things I mean, you kidding There's me? There's been some vet bills. That's right. We got a stupid cat that we had to save. I've got apparently put. We found out our our chicken was laying eggs in a chimenea, so we got to figure out what's going on there. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if this country living things for me. I, I will move back to the city. Is that uh, <laughs> problematic? I don't think so. Uh, we theorized that she was tired of us stealing them, so she tried to hide them. She's like, hey, you keep stealing my – and if you think about it, the more I've, I've had a little uh, come to the big man conversation with myself, we're basically stealing their kids every day. Isn't that terrible? I'm taking their poor babies every day. Yeah. Well, don't think about it through that lens. That's a little dark. You know what's funny? I just realized we're doing all this with these chickens to save money on buying eggs. If you consider the investment and feed a, a stupid – chicken hut or whatever it is that we built that they never even stay in i mean i probably have spent more on a dozen eggs than any man on the planet ever has are you ready for the uh i'm done grinching i'm sorry it's a great day it's a little overcast it's cool it's like football weather so let's get the top five stories today shall we brought to you by newcastle casino it's time for the top five stories of the day Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. I-44, exit 107. You know what? You love it. Newcastle Casino. Uh, happy hour daily. 
the OTB off-track betting. Every horse track or every racetrack that's available, they've got you covered. 14 different table games as well. Spacious. Newcastle Casino. Big story, number five. Number five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is funny. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve texts me. He goes, you're one of the only families that owns chickens and aren't homeschooling. Or are you, it seems. Yeah, no way, man. We're not homeschooling, Steve. <laughs> no. That's another level of godly people. Because uh, you can be around your kids that long during the day. God bless you. My sister-in-law homeschools. Don't know how she does it. You were, you weren't homeschooled. I feel bad now. You weren't homeschooled, were you, Josh? I'm not knocking homeschooling. You're in, you're in the clear. No, I, oh. I yeah, very much a uh, public school product. Ditto. Well, my, my, it's not about like the education you give your kids. It's just you know you read them for like six hours and come home. Big story number five. I wrote on number five. Lr out here lion. Do you feel like we need to add anything more to this, or do you feel like that? The podcast is done enough. Do we need to play the audio? Do you think that's necessary in this? If you want to, you can. I, I don't uh... want to. That's my point. I just I feel like it's one of the biggest stories going right now, and we have this uh, convolution of people saying, move on, stop talking about right. it, and then other people that are like, I'm tired of this getting brought up because it's painting us in a bad light. We have to talk about it. Yeah, I do like this text, though, uh, from the 405. Did Alex Grinch run his security system? I told you, I'm never, and I mean ever, opening up the text line again. I'm awarding that text of the day. That is text of the day. So how about this? Big story number five. Joe Castiglione spoke yesterday at the OU Board of Regents meeting at Cameron University in Duncan. We got a couple of updates. Number one. Uh, Josie was asked about Love's Field, and I quote, We do appear to be right on time. We're looking to actually start putting sod down here in the next several weeks, so that's a good indicator. There's obviously a lot going on inside the walls that a lot of people don't see until it's complete, but very, very excited. Now that, now that is a good sign because... There had been a lot of buzz building, Josh, that maybe with some of the rain that we got, when was that, June, whenever it just rained nonstop, May, what, and it just rained, that we that we fell behind. But, but it looks as if things are looking good. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Josie, this is at least from what I understand, gave his first public, not appearance, but statement on the Team Norman and the new entertainment district that will likely go before fans, (laughs) go before voters here in the next couple of, of weeks, maybe months. Weeks for the city council, right? Months before it'll hit a ballot. Joe C. on the proposal, quote, very excited. Obviously, it's really more about a connection to all elements of the entertainment district because it becomes a hub, a hub for activity, a hub for new jobs, a hub for attracting people to live, work, and play in Oklahoma. He added, and for us, a state-of-the-art sports venue that will highlight our three teams, 
men's and women's basketball and women's gymnastics. It also puts us in the forefront of being able to go after some NCAA championship events. I didn't think about that. Could you imagine the women's gymnastics national championship? That'd be really cool. Um, I think that was really it. There's a couple raises that were approved. Anything else that you took from that uh, meeting, which kind of, I figured it would be all over my timeline more than it actually was, but kudos to the Tulsa world, Mason Young. That's where I uh, found most of this information. I think we're good, right? I think that's the high points for sure. Yeah, it's, Hopefully that's going to get done. Hopefully uh, that'll get to the voters and and they'll uh, give the stamp of approval, just like we got. Uh, well, what we think uh, is on the way in a new OKC arena. All right, a lot of arena talk in two days here on the plank no show. Let's get the let's get the big story. Uh, big story number four. Number four. We don't do a lot of baseball on this show, but when a playoff spot is clinched, on his glove, right at the tomahawk again. Ready with a 2-2. Here it comes. Got him swinging strike three. And the Braves are National League East champions for the sixth year in a row. What an amazing era we're in the midst of. As it has been a six-year run of dominance in the East. And the Braves can celebrate right here in Philadelphia on the Phillies' home field. Six straight. Impressive. They win last night over the Phillies 4-1. The um, I've never really been a big proponent of celebrating a division championship. But then in that same vein, why not, Josh? I mean, you're putting 162 games in. You don't know if you'll get to celebrate again. And the Braves have been pretty, pretty good when it comes to it. It's their 26th division title. Two more than the Dodgers and Yankees. So the, the Dodgers will add to that this year, it looks like. And the division title was the 23rd for the Braves in the divisional era since 1969. I I have a question, Josh. Go ahead, please. Make this sentence make sense. The divisional title was the Braves' record 26, and it's 23rd in the divisional era. What? I guess... uh... If it was the national, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're making my head spin a little bit, I guess, too. The Braves? Some baseball nerd is yelling at their radio, right? A bunch of those from 1990 on. Oh, that's right. Divisional era started in 1969, apparently. Um, Over that span, over the span since 1990, Atlanta won 11 straight NL East titles from 1995 to 2005 and the World Series in 1995 and 2021. Oh, I forgot about their 21 World Series. Stupid Dodgers. So there you go. Congratulations to the Braves, winners of the NL East. Big story, number three. Number three. Oh, we've got big-time college football tonight. Okay, we really don't. But here's the game. (laughs) Here's the single game you get tonight of, I guess you could say, any relevance. You get... Uh, well, I, I guess there's two. You get Bethune-Cookman taking on Miami. Josh, would you or wouldn't you? Miami, a 52-point favorite 
52. Uh, I'm going to lean yes, but I don't know enough enough about Bethune Cookman yet. Go with the Arnie Spanier mindset. It doesn't matter that you don't know anything about either one of the teams. Just go with whatever your gut says when you look at it. Well, my gut says Miami. <laughs> hey, this might be a good one tonight, too, between Memphis and Navy. That's a 6.30 kick. That's the game on ESPN. Now, we do have a little trash talk ahead of Colorado State and Colorado. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Josh. How you feel about this from one Jay Norvell. Jay Norvell, and I quote, talking about Dion's attire during media interviews. When I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Ooh. Burn. Take that, Dion. Are Dion's glasses prescription, though? I don't know. I'm asking for a friend. I really don't know. Well, I love Jay, but... Uh, what are you doing? Dion can kind of kind of do what he wants, I think. And, uh, I mean, there is, I guess, sort of a general decorum and general attire that maybe you would typically see coaches wear. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Dion's not typical. And that's, no. that's the allure of Dion. No, not typical at all. Anything else in college football? There's, it's a day without an update on the Mel Tucker situation, which I'm sure some people feel pretty good about. So we don't, and we obviously got some OU talk in Big Story One. But anything in the Iowa world? Oh, Cade McNamara cracked himself up with his little joke that he made accidentally. Yes, uh, not safe for work. <laughs> I I watched that thing like five or six times, and I can't help but crack up when he realizes what he said. Help. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like a Beavis and Butthead moment. And then he gets into pass protection and, and it's, then he just it's gets all over deeper, again. Deeper, deeper. All right. Big story. Number two, number two, Josh Helmer. We have an Aaron Rodgers update and it came via the most powerful social media site there is, Instagram. Now, I won't lie. I spend way too much time on Instagram Reels. But when I need to update anyone on anything in my life, I go where you're supposed to go for these things, Aaron Rodgers. Facebook. Thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted, and blah, 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 blah. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process. A lot of heart emojis. And then he drops this. The night is darkest before the dawn. And I shall rise yet again. Proud of my guys. Want to know. A nice touch at the end there. Just in case you didn't think he was a team guy. (laughs) He's quoting Batman? I mean, that's what we're going with? Hey, I'm here for it. Meanwhile, tonight in the National Football League, you get the Vikings and the Eagles. We mentioned Dion. Uh, it took approximately two weeks and three days to start the Dion to the NFL conversations. And I don't know about you. I don't think he's meant for the NFL. But Jerry Jones sure did have a take on it. Dion's very 
capable of being a head coach in the National Football League. And he has a real understanding of uh, what a player's mentality can and should be. Of course, he's actually been around and gotten the benefit of some of the greatest people in sport. And look what he brings to the table. Mm. He's a great communicator, and he's a real leader of men. I just don't find myself trying to put Dion at the next level. I'm sure he'll get interviews, and I'm, I don't know if he's long for Colorado. But it is two games. It's two games. But it's been a – has this not been a boon for college football, though? An absolute infusion of energy. No doubt. And to see that Colorado students are camping out for this Colorado State game, I mean, he's he's totally electrified that program. And I think what you're getting at there is – you still want to see that Dion is an impressive tactician, right? I mean, like typically mm, in the national time, f- right? In the National Football League, typically, okay, great offensive play caller, great defensive play caller, and Dion might be one or both of those things. The one thing that he definitely is is a tremendous salesman, a tremendous oh. recruiter, and in college football, that is a big time asset. In the National Football League. Yeah, it's it's an asset, but it's just not as it's not nearly as important. You got to be a great tactician in the National Football League, and probably there's maybe a little bit more of a reservation there with Dion. Big story, number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, Josh. When we come back, let's go all in on the OU TU breakdown as Oklahoma gets set for a 2.30 showdown tomorrow, Saturday, against the University of Tulsa. We'll be on the air with our pregame coverage four hours before kickoff. So join us at 10.30 a.m. right here on The Ref. Ted, uh, Teddy and Toby will be live from the Chapman Stadium press box. I'll join them at 11 o'clock. And then what's the name of the restaurant, uh, bar, slash, fun place right across the street that uh, – the whole crew is going to be hanging out with? Well, that would be Chicken and the Wolf, where you can check Tyler and Travis out. 11.30 to 1.30, of course, Steel Man will be on with those guys as well, but he'll be back here with uh, with us in studio. And then uh, postgame, they're going to be back at Chicken and the Wolf. I think as soon as the thing goes final, right, for uh, two hours after the game, Chicken and the Wolf come to their location on Route 66, directly across from the TU Football Stadium. Again, uh, for a party to remember, and they've got the the uh, heat for the toughest of taste buds, Plank. I like hot chicken. So we'll see you there. By the way, for those of you who are directionally challenged when they say off Route 66, 11th Street. 11th Street. Quick break. We'll come back with a little bit of, uh, a little bit of Kevin Wilson on Brent Venables right here on The Wrap. Kudos to... And I, by no means is this a knock on, on Kevin Wilson. Um, as you might imagine, he wanted to focus on the game. And Gary Mig and a couple of others, like, come on, you know, what, what's a favorite story you have now? And I love this story that he told because it takes you back to a time when, boy, we all heard a lot about Brody Eldridge back in the day, right? It was a great, uh, a great story is um, one year I think Jermaine was first team all league and Brody was like, second team and then Matt Clapp was an honorable mention and I came in at, at the practice and said uh, 
man, there must be a lot of bad players in this league if all three <laughs> of you guys make all conference. And then a week later, I won the uh, Brawls Award for the top coach. And uh, I, I went out to stretch, and uh, uh, Brody uh, said, hey, uh, Coach Jermaine's got something. And I said, what? And he said, Jermaine's got a lot of bad coaches out there, ain't they? <laughs> so uh, I, I just I just appreciated that my players were listening. Yeah. And so, uh, but again, um, th- those were great players. Uh, but again, enough about uh, well, my time at OU, which is awesome. The real deal right now is, is the focus, again, on our guys and our team. Um, I know Brent's really very much in, in, in tune with what he needs to do to get his team playing so well, and they're off to a great start. And you know, our guys are battling, battling hard. We've got some development to do. We've got some corrections to do. We've got a great challenge. But I'm, I'm really a little bit more tuned into, you know, those are great years that I love and would do them again. But I'm really excited about this team and this opportunity, which is going to be tough. And the opportunity of playing these guys Saturday in front of the sellout, which is going to be great. Be great, great for our school. It's going to be a great branding day for our school as we're trying to increase enrollment and the vision of TU. I think it's an awesome day for Tulsa. And I think a lot of credit needs to go to. I know for a fact that Joe Castiglione likes playing a game once in a while in Tulsa because of their fan base. Mm-hmm. I know Oklahoma State comes here. So I appreciate our in state rivals and Rick Dixon and our administration for getting these games here once in a while. I think it's, it's awesome for the city. It's awesome for our team, and I think it's great for our school. Sure. Well, let me – It was a – Oh, hey. Look, Kevin Wilson, and I, I completely understand, Josh, incredible memories at OU, right? But in that same vein, it's like, hey, you know what? Eh, that, was, that was a minute ago, right? That was 2002 – through 2010 but pretty good he's given his tight ends grief and his tight ends when he won the bros award turned around and gave him grief yeah that's that's good stuff here's um the question was asked the question was asked Brent Venables, are you seeing traits of what is commonly a, a Brent Venables defense and what he's doing at Oklahoma? Oh, wait for it. Wait uh, for it. Here you go. Let me try this again. Three, two, one. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's just always been, uh, and I think it's from his time from playing with Coach Snyder, uh, and I think he'd say going back with his time with Coach Stoops and with Coach Levitt, the preparation side of things, I think he was always a, a very prepared, detailed guy with every – Many days when you say a Brent Venable story, there'd be a lot of days we'd go out to stretch and we'd be ready to stretch and every group would be there except one group. And those linebackers were still meeting, going through, you know, how we're going to stop this play and what we're going to do on this and what we're checking here. And after a while, Bob would say, start stretching because, we, you know, we're waiting on those guys. And because his guys were going to be prepared. So his teams are always well prepared. They're always are keen on your tendencies. They're always very keen on what they want to do. And they're very aggressive. And he's very aggressive as a play caller. And his confidence plays within his players, and they play that way. Yeah. And then um, let's see. One more. Oh, this was a good question. This was a good question. Kevin Wilson was asked, hey, whenever you're going up against a team like Oklahoma, right, and you know that in order to win you have to take chances, how bold do you need to be in your play calling? Yeah, and at the same time, too, if it backfires, you know, you you put your defense in harm's way. And there's there's a little balance right there. So I think you get a feel, you know, early in the game 
I think, you know, we, we, we in, in general, you have to be as aggressive as you can. But it also comes back to what your line can block, and it comes back to what your quarterback can handle. And so we talk about, I think, our, I think our quarterbacks have done a nice job handling things as we've had to play some backups in each game. I don't think we quit doing things because the quarterback was out. Um, but, again, if you can't block it, so, again, the matchups, you know, what are the matchups? Can you block? What are the pressures? Can you block? So you can be aggressive, but you, 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 you have to be um, – um, uh, you have to be very uh, calculated in doing so. I used to use a line. I think I actually used it first when I was at Oklahoma. I might be wrong. But I think it was like Keegan Bradley, the golfer, said that you need to care less, but you can't be careless. And so don't you sometimes don't worry about what the results are going to be, but you can't be careless and put your team in harm's way where there's turnovers and negative plays where the game can get out of hand. So you got to be aggressive, but you got to be calculated smart because you can expose yourself to, to some plays that can get going sideways. And when you're playing a talented team that plays very fast on offense, it can very much snowball against you too. But you can't play in a phone booth and you can't play in a shell and expect to have a chance to win this game. Mm. Mm. What do you think, Josh? Ken Wilson seems like he's got a – he knows the challenge that they're facing on Saturday, right? Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's aware and – Probably last week gave him a good indication that, yeah, we've, we've got a long ways to go to get where uh, I want this thing to be. And he's early in the building process here. So, I look, I expect Saturday to be lopsided in Oklahoma's favor. It's a home game that's on the road for Oklahoma. So they should go out and play really, really well. And for Kevin Wilson at Tulsa, I mean, it's just one more building block uh, toward getting where he wants it to go. But probably it's not altogether the most important building block for them. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let's break. It's 11.33 on a Thursday. When we come back, the best of the text line next right here on The Ref. Josh, remind everybody where they can find you tonight at KREF Sports. Well, they can find you at krefsports.tv. Uh, but remind everybody where you're headed. So I am off to Bixby. Nice. Little, little volleyball versus Southmore tonight. Got to get the uh, the youngsters out east trained up, uh, playing. So heading over to Bixby, that'll be fun. And then uh, we we are scattered across the board. We got all sorts of broadcasts nice. tonight. A couple of softball broadcasts: Edmond Memorial at Westmore, Edmond Santa Fe at Deer Creek. Uh, all of that, by the way, starting at six thirty. There, you've got volleyball Deer Creek at Piedmont. That's a six o'clock start time scheduled. Sometimes those mm-hmm. run a little bit closer to 6.30. Edmond Memorial at Santa Fe. That's 6 o'clock for volleyball and Stillwater at Norman <laughs> High for football. So like I said, there's a lot going on on krefsports.tv. Um, I was uh, dotting some I's and crossing some T's with my buddy Don Tomkowski because, uh, and again, I, I know 99.9% of you don't care about this, but for me, it is kind of cool. It's, it's you know, I'm going to be over there re- really early because I'm doing a I'm doing the XM show, and I. Uh, this was what I did when I was in college. I'd be the, the first one at the stadium, and Don, Tom, and I would get things ready for game day. Now I'm getting to the press box at 7.45, 7.30 on Saturday morning, and I'm, I'm getting to do a radio show from, from my alma mater. I'm going to call a game from a place that, you know, with my, my sweet, uh, let's see, parted hair down the middle maybe a little sun in blonde on it might have had the buttons undone on the shirt a little bit maybe a puka shell necklace i was cool and i get a chance to cover game there it's just with oklahoma for goodness sakes 
It's just really awesome for me. So I was just checking in with him, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I might just Uber over in the morning just to try to make it easy because I'm sure it's going to be crazy. Uh, and Don replied, it already is. <laughs> the circus is coming to town, baby. The big bad Oklahoma Sooners are coming, and the party's coming with them. Let's go. Does, uh, does it feel full circle for you? Yeah, dude. Absolutely. That's really awesome. Very cool, man. That's awesome. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm not saying, like, I'm getting older. I'm not quite on the back nine yet. Uh, I know Jim Ross always jokes about that. I'm on the back nine of life. But I feel like I'm, I'm getting close to the, the, the clubhouse and the turn. And there's these moments. I, I just had my 30-year class reunion, right? Just had my 30-year class reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I graduated from college then, what, 26 years ago. And, I mean, the TU beat was my first beat whenever I graduated from college. So for me to, to bring our crew to Tulsa, to have Joe C have these commitments, to have Oklahoma play there, I don't think I ever truly understood how big of a deal it was until, you know, many years after I graduated. I'm just really I'm, – and I'm really, really, really happy for the, the Oklahoma fans that live in, T, in Tulsa. I'm really happy for them. Um, the 405. Guys, Devin Dan would love to hear about Saturday's game and our team more than the USC coach. He doesn't deserve our attention. Best thing we can do is simply ignore his irrelevant A. 9.9 out of 10 times. I agree with you. This is different. This is different. It's you, you. You're basically calling OU fans criminals. And I think that there's a certain there's a certain time when you stand up for things. Yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. And we spent and I, I think Josh combined almost like an hour on it today, right? But it's, it's bad. <laughs> Plank's on at least the 10th hole. Now, calm down. I don't think I'm quite on the turn. Uh, so, Chris, you're, you're not on the OU radio broadcast crew in 2014. Feels like you've been there a long time. Yeah, here's what's different. I still lived in Tulsa in 2014. Right? This is the first time I've gone back. I, haven't, uh, I moved to Norman in 15. So, it's a little bit different. I, I don't. I don't get back to Tulsa very often, especially now that my son has moved off to college. And, it, yeah, it's just it's back on campus. So, yes, I was there nine years ago whenever we went in 2014. But I also I also didn't have, you know, I don't think I was doing – was I doing pregame yet with the ref? No. I wasn't doing pregame shows from there. It was just – I had the radio broadcast. A little bit more show. Feel a little bit better about myself this time around. Sam and Edmund. Guys, I've already heard all this BS on national radio this morning. To make it worse, it was a country music radio show. It's getting played everywhere. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think Lincoln Riley's dumb. I think everything is strategic. Everything. Timing of this, everything. But I'm going to go with what Devin Dan said, Josh. I'm going to get back to football. Football. 
Um, 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Or, or Twitter. At Josh on Ref. At Plank Show. Brazilian Sooner. I would like to see our team be more explosive in the trenches. Think this game will tell a lot before Cincinnati, who will be a tough opponent. Boy, Cincinnati has already become a concerning game when a lot of people had just, oh, yeah, that's a dub. Check that one off, right? They go out and they be pit last week. They looked really good against Northern Kentucky. Emory Jones is making plays, so I agree with the Brazilian sooner. I want to see more, more. I want to see more physicality from Oklahoma. I want to see uh, playmakers making plays. I want to see Gavin Sawchuck. I think he's the breakaway speed guy. That's what I want to see. You know, as much as Tulsa is this team that you look at the numbers and defensively they're bottom third nationally total defense, obviously very much that way passing defense, they're susceptible there. You you should be able to go dice them up, pick them apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel should be able to go have a really, really – another sure. really, really efficient game and get these wide receivers involved. And uh, who knows, a Stogner, a Smith involved. But as much as that's true – Man, it'd be nice going into Big 12 play to see Oklahoma just lean on the run game a little bit too and just go impose its will. Brad in Bartlesville sent this, and I think it's a good reminder. If you're going to the game Saturday, have I said tomorrow enough or did I have I done good in saying Saturday? Because it feels like a game day Friday. If you're going to the game on Saturday, all on-site parking is sold out. Now, you can park for free at the Tulsa State Fair racetrack and shuttle to campus. Those shuttles begin running at about 9.30 a.m. But there is no parking on campus. Good luck. Uh, I have been told our parking passes that we have for radio. There's only, like, one of them that's on campus. So, fingers crossed that. Well, I'm not getting one. Uh, Fingers crossed Drake gets that one. (laughs) Uh, True Sooner has sent this in a couple of times. Have you mentioned Sophia Bordy, Kendall Wells, Alyssa Parker, Lexi McDaniel's commitment? Three top five players and four in the top eight. Go Boomer, man. Yeah, uh, I saw them at at the football game a couple of weeks ago. They were at the home opener. And, And Coach Gasso had always talked about, um, I don't know if the term would be the aesthetics, that players that look like ball players, right? When you sign them or when they come to play for your school, uh, the the P.J. Adebowari, right? The guy, when you look at him, you're like, whoa, whoa, that dude looks like a football player. Same thing with softball. Now with the weight training and the strength training and the commitment to um, – you know, obviously being in the best physical shape you can be in for the sport, you're getting some of these players that when they come in, Josh, you look at them, you're like, oh, so she's starting this year because they look that good. And these are players that aren't until the class of, what is that, 25? So when I saw them, it was like, okay, all right, they look the part, very impressive. Well, and when you've done what 
Oklahoma has done over the last decade and obviously the last three years with a three-peat, you ought to be getting players committed and signed that look like they're college-ready coming in because you're, you're the juggernaut. You're the force. That's right. And then here's a good question uh, before we break uh, from Carter, who writes, what's up with Jaden Rowe? I loved his athleticism coming out of high school. I think he'd be a great cheetah or safety. What's up? I'm just finding a role, right, uh, more than anything else. There's a lot of depth for Oklahoma. He was on the, the two deep, and he, he did some post-practice avails in the spring. But, yeah, I, it's just a – it's just a matter of finding a spot. You know, right now I feel like they feel really good about their safety depth, about their cheetah depth. I think there's a little bit of a concern at corner just because of the Josiah Wagner injury and uh, not being able to use him how they want. And you, you just got to win your job. I was impressed with him too, Carter. I think he's he's one of those dudes that when you see him on the sidelines again – you know, you look the part, you watch him in his drills, he's got good footwork, but, hey, competition. Go out and make a make some noise in practice. See if you can't get in that mix. Hey, Brent talks about him. You know, whenever he's mentioning guys that are in the mix for playing time, he's bringing up Jane Rome. Good stuff on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Final thoughts next, presented by Primrose Funeral, right here on The Ref. Primrose Funeral Services. Prepaid memorial plans that protect your loved ones from hard financial and emotional decisions. Call them today, 405-321-6000, or visit primrosefuneralservice.com. Now, again, again, you the Vikings and the Eagles tonight. Primetime Kirk Cousins, never a good thing, Josh. How you feeling? I like the Eagles to win, but uh, I think it's going to be a good game, don't you? I do, too. I don't think the Eagles, or excuse me, the Vikings were as bad as they played against Tampa last week. I don't think, I don't think that Philly is as bad as they played in the second, third, and fourth quarter against New England last week. Very rare fumble by Jalen Hurts too. Uh, we've got high school volleyball tonight, right? You're heading up to Bixby, America. That's right. That's right. KBRFSports.tv. Uh, I believe 6.30 start is uh, what I've been told. So Bixby, Ooh. Southmore. Should be fun. We'll see you out east. Uh, our, our boy Jay Norvell took a jab at Deion Sanders about wearing sunglasses. I take my sunglasses and hat off when I talk to adults. That's how my mom raised me. And congratulations to the Braves who clinched their division. Steelman is standing by with Fire shooting out, smoke out of his ears, ready to talk about the comments from one Lincoln rally yesterday. Um, Dateline Las Vegas. Dateline Las Vegas. Josh, a place that many people like to frequent. Um, Home of the Las Vegas Raiders, America's team right now. Stanley Cup champion. The Stanley Cup champion, Las Vegas Golden Knights. And apparently a place... That has been taken over by a cybersecurity attack? Uh, not good. Listen to this courtesy of Fox 5 
News. It was a pretty terrible weekend for thousands of locals and tourists. Saturday night, of course, was the Ed Sheeran concert debacle. We'll get to that in a bit. But first, this morning, there's another problem. Yeah, several strip casinos owned by MGM International Resorts are dealing with a major system outage. We're talking computer systems are down, ATM and credit card machines also down. Some guests are also saying that their room keys aren't working. So take a look at the website, at what, what people are seeing when they try to go online for information. A message saying that the site is currently unavailable. It then provides numbers for the concierge services at the different properties that are impacted. As you can see, Aria, Bellagio, the Cosmo, I mean, several, Mandalay Bay, New York, New York, Park, MGM. All of them. That's right. For hours, Josh Helmer, hours, just two days ago. A computer system outage impacted operations at not just one, not just two, but several Vegas Strip casinos. Wow. They think, obviously, the cybersecurity attack might have been originated from disgruntled workers after a major cutback over the last couple of weeks. Hmm. If you're not safe with your information in Vegas, Josh, where are you safe? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> Final thoughts brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service. We're heading your way, 918. I'll see you at Neighborhood Jam tomorrow from 9 until noon. Josh Safe travels up to big speed tonight. Steelman coming up next from here at Cavens on the Ref.